Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter, at Joy Keys, and on Facebook, check me out Saturday Mornings with Joy, Joy Keys, and on Instagram, uh, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Thank you so much for supporting and downloading. Uh, even though I was on a hiatus for a bit, you guys were still downloading. I could see that, and I appreciate that. Uh, remember to follow on the social media because, you know, I do a lot of giveaways. Uh, today I'll probably be giving away a book. You know, I give away CDs, all types of things, and um, I just want you to win. So tune in and follow. But today we're talking about a really important subject because t- this month is Tourette Syndrome Awareness Month, and so I wanted to have some guests on that could speak about the subject. Um, and I learned researching so much about the subject, so I think everybody needs to be aware of the truth. The, the, let's put it this way. There's a lot of fake news out there about this situation, um, so we need to get the real news. Uh, my first guest I have is Dr. Emily Ricketts. She is a clinical specialist in the Department of Psychiatry and Biobehavioral Sciences at the University of California, Los Angeles, Simmel Institute for Neuroscience and Human Behavior. Good morning, Dr. Ricketts. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Uh, Her research uh, is funded from the NIMH, and it focuses on uh, Tourette's uh, syndrome disorder and a lot of other things, obsessive-compulsive spectrum and circadian disturbances, underlying neurocognitive mechanisms, uh, all types of things. So she is definitely a specialist. And I also have another specialist, if you will. Her name is Chloe Winston. And she is the Tourette Association Youth Ambassador. Good morning, Chloe. Good morning. Thank you for having me as well. Thank you very much, both of you, for coming on the show this morning. I know we're in the middle of this coronavirus. What in the heck? Chloe, how are you handling this coronavirus? What, are you doing anything special to protect yourself or communicate with your friends and family? Um, I've been... Connecting with my friends and hanging out with my family. It's been 
interesting going out because when I pick, because people wear masks, I can't really tell how they handle it or how they take it. And so it's been a little more difficult. Yes, yes, for everyone. And Dr. Ricketts, how about you? Anything special you're doing? Um, how are you handling communicating with your friends and family? Yeah, well, I, you know, I talk on the phone with my parents quite a bit, and, um, you know, they're actually in Florida, so I'm getting a little concerned for them because it, it sounds like cases are heating up over there. Um, yes, but, uh, that's yeah, that's great. They went up. You know, yeah, definitely. So I hope I hope it levels out. Um, and, yeah, I, I FaceTime, you know, do the video chat on my phone with my friends, and um, and I've had some, some work video chats as well. Some group kind of happy hour like um, chat too, so that's fun. Oh yeah, my daughter has done that um, with her coworkers. They did something with Netflix, um, a Netflix party thing, and um, they they um, I tried to download the app, and, and it's supposed to go with your browser. I, I don't know, I gave up. I I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but um, I, I've been trying to do like a family video chat on a weekly basis, um, and it's a bit, little better than just talking on the phone. Um, what about food and stuff? I mean, are you guys eating the same thing? Did you stock up? Chloe, did your family stock up on stuff, or is everybody scared about that? Um, well, I feel like we stocked up in the beginning, but now it's kind of, like, leveled out. So we do, like, the normal amount of grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Dr. Ricketts, how about you? Same thing or different? Yeah, same thing. I remember the first the first few, you know, first few days or the first week, and everybody was tense in the stores, roaming around, hunting for food. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, I think that just, yeah, it leveled out, and people, you know, eventually stopped stocking up as much. So I just go to the grocery right. store weekly and grab what I need, and I just wear my mask, and it's it's fine. Although toilet paper was hard to find in the beginning. Oh, I was yeah. not prepared. I will admit <laughs> Oh, my God. That was like whoever went and got all the toilet paper the first day of the announcement or something is probably like rich as I don't know what, okay? Because even now, still, I go to CVS, it's like maybe like two two things of toilet paper. But I went to BJ's, and I got like, I got 40 rolls of toilet paper. So if anybody needs toilet paper, I can mail you some toilet paper, okay? (laughs) Now you're set. Um, let's let's start talking about the actual subject we're here to talk about, which is the Tourette syndrome. And um, Dr. Uh, Ricketts, what is Tourette syndrome? Can you explain to the audience what that is? Yes. Yeah, so Tourette syndrome is a neurological disorder, um, sometimes referred to as neurodevelopmental, um, but it involves um, involuntary um, movements and um, vocalizations, as in sounds or words. Um, and ultimately it means that they've persisted, um, for longer than a year if the diagnosis is Tourette syndrome. Um, and, you know, we would call these involuntary movements or, you know, and sounds that happen without you intending them to ticks. So that's, that's what they're referred to. Um, and this is a chronic, um, lifelong condition, um, yeah, and so, you know, people with uh, tics often also report um, having an urge to tick or a, like a physical sensation um, in their body right right before they have the tick. Um, mm-hmm. And it's usually in the body site that's associated with the tick. Um, sometimes it can also feel like a 
something is not just right to them um, also. So that can be another kind of triggering sensation or feeling that they have. Is this is what she's saying? How you feel um, before you have a tick? Do you have an itch, or do you know it's coming? How, how do you feel when that happens? Um, usually, I feel like pressure wherever I need to tick. Like if it's a vocal tick, I'll feel it like all in my jaw, and I can't like keep my mouth shut. Or if it's like if I have to hit my chest and I feel it in my chest and my hand, it's kind of like really intense pressure, like right before you sneeze. Now, mm-hmm. do you have you have both vocal and physical ticks? Yes. Okay, and how are you, how do you, can you stop it? Do you feel like you could stop it? What happens if you try to stop it? Um, I can't really suppress my ticks. I can do it for, like, 10 seconds, and then I just, like, explode. <laughs> and it's even worse than it would have been if I just ticked initially. Okay. Yeah, so okay. We, now, we Dr. Ricketts, ticks- is, that, is that what you see um, when people you study, that it makes it worse? Um, you know, it varies. Um, so, you know, we know that ticks are briefly suppressible, as Chloe's describing. Um, but, you know, in terms of that rebound effect where you, you may have um, kind of heightened ticks after suppressing, that really varies um, between people. So it's, it's not always the case. I think when it's studied, studied experimentally, I think they found that, that they, they didn't find it as much. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it, it does happen. It definitely does happen. Now, how often, I mean, not how often, how soon can a child be diagnosed with Tourette's? When, when do you normally see it appear in a person? Yeah, so on average, between five and seven years of age is, the, is usually the onset. Um, but, you, you know, it could range between, um, you know, often between four and eight years is common, but um, under eight, under 18 years is what um, is, is part of the criteria, I would say. So if you're, you know, in order to get the diagnosis of Tourette's, you need to be under eight, under 18 years of age. Now, Chloe, you, um, the, the bio I got sent, it says you did not get diagnosed until you were 17. Did you yes. feel things were happening before then and just nobody was listening to you? Um, well, now that I now that I really like understand ticks, I think I had like very, very small ones growing up, like everyone small, but it didn't get really bad until I was about sixteen. So that's when like everyone started to notice it and was like, What is wrong with you? <laughs> and then what happened? Yeah, did they take you to the doctor? Did they take you to the doctor well, or to, where did you go? The first, well, I remember the day my tics got bad. I kept, like, moving my head and clicking my tongue so I went to urgent care. And they were kind of like, we don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, go home. <laughs> and so after that. Oh, my God. See, <laughs> yeah, after that, I went to see neurologist. He was like, you probably have Tourette's. And then about a year later, I got diagnosed. Okay. Is is that, um, Dr. Ricketts, have you heard of late um, diagnosis like that before? Yes. And and when that happens, usually, you know, our perception um, on the other side of things is that, is, is exactly what Chloe is saying, that perhaps this, you know, this individual had some some types of tics when they were younger, but perhaps they were milder or no one realized they were tics. Um, 
and that they just went, you know, they were missed potentially, or maybe, maybe they had another diagnosis as well. And people kind of thought it was part of that instead. Um, now, where does this come from? Is this genetic? Is this environmental? Um, do people see it repeating in family members? Um, yeah, so there there definitely is a, a genetic um, component to it, but it's it's linked to many genes. It's not pinned down to any any single gene. Um, it also does it does run in families um, as well. You may see um, either Tourette's or obsessive compulsive disorder um, going back in the family, um, mm-hmm. and but it, but it also does involve. Um, you know the the brain as well. So um, the part of the brain called the the, the basal ganglia um, that's involved in you know planning of movement and you know stopping our movements is the part of the brain that's affected in Tourette's. Now, Chloe, does anyone else in your family have Tourette's that you know about? Um, no, my brother has one single tick, <laughs> like just one, and I think he's had it pretty much all his life, but it's not. He doesn't have a diagnosis or anything, but, like, he just has one single thing. But other than that, no one has Tourette's in my family. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have the tick, do you get tired afterwards because you keep having them? Um, how does it physically affect you? And, and how does it mentally affect you? I'm sure it's a little wearing on you. Yeah, I think physically I do get tired. Like, when I have a bad tick and my tick's really bad, I go to bed earlier and I'm really exhausted at the end of the day. But mentally, it makes it hard to focus. Like in school, when I'm picking, sometimes like I don't pick up what the teacher's saying and all that. So it can be really difficult to focus in school. But I kind of just learned to work around it and work with my teachers. So. And your teachers are being um, supportive of you in your school. Yes, I've only ever had one teacher that wasn't supportive, but after a couple of conversations, we kind of figured it out. So. That's good. That's good. Now, um, Dr. Um, Ricketts, is there any kind of medication that people can take to help maybe not, quote, unquote, take it away, but at least um, alleviate some um, some pain or, or discomfort that people might be having? Um, yeah, so the, the, the first line medication that's, um, that's recommended is uh, the class is, is alpha agonist. So, um, you know, clonidine. Uh, guanfacine, those kinds of medications, just because they are associated with maybe fewer side effects relative to, um, you know, other types of medications. Um, for example, you know, antipsychotic medications um, are also used. Um, they do, you know, they they do work well, um, but they can have more more side effects. So, Chloe, do you mind me asking? Are you taking any medication right now yourself, or are you? How are you handling uh, the medication side? Um, I've tried guanfacine, and I've also tried Abilify. Abilify works okay, but I did. It made me really tired, so I currently don't take it anymore. And then I had a side effect of guanfacine, but I don't remember what it what it was. And I also took clonidine, but that made me really, really tired, so I had to stop taking it because mm. I kept falling asleep mm. in school and all that, so. Now, how did you become ambassador, Tourette Association Youth Ambassador? It was kind of by chance. I was just, like, looking up Tourette's 
syndrome stuff online that kind of came across the page. And I was like, this seems really interesting. So I filled out the profile, did a phone call, and then I got in. And it was really exciting. Wow, that is so awesome. And um, Dr. Ricketts, everybody that has a tick, do they have Tourette's? Like her brother, she said, has one tick. Mm-hmm. Is, is that the case, or is there other other yeah, types of um, neuro- neurological issues that have ticks? Yeah, let me. Yeah, I, yeah. Thanks for allowing me to to touch on that. Um, so, you know, there are other types of um, persistent tick disorders. Um, so, Tourette syndrome is referring to having multiple motor tics and one or more vocal tics that have lasted longer than 12 months, but there's also persistent motor tic disorder, which means that you've had just one or more um, motor tics or movements um, that's, that have lasted longer than 12 months, and then there's the same with vocal tic disorder. Um, so, you know, if, you, if all your life you've had a single motor tic or, or more, then, and it's lasted longer than 12 months like it has for her brother, then you know, it it might mean that it, it's persistent motor tic disorder. Um, mm-hmm. If it's only ever been vocal, then it's persistent vocal tic disorder. Um, now, and now once what you about, have Tourette's, um, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh yeah. So once once you have a Tourette syndrome diagnosis, it will not change back to you know, it wouldn't change back to like a persistent motor tic disorder or persistent vocal tic disorder, even if as you age perhaps you, you no longer experience vocal tics, for example. That's what I was actually, I was reading um, what you just were saying. As you age, in some cases, the uh, frequency lessens. Is that true? Yes, it, it is true for some people. Um, we believe it to be in about two-thirds of cases that, you know, at, during, so, you know, tics tend to peak um between the ages of 10 to 12 years or so, and then, you know, they they tend to decline in severity during adolescence um, steadily. And, and then by the time you reach early adulthood, in two-thirds of cases, it's at a kind of a, a milder um, milder level or maybe minimal mm-hmm. for some. But in, but in the other, uh, other third of cases, it, it seems like ticks do persist at, you know, moderate to severe levels throughout adulthood. Um, okay, and then what about when the person comes like a senior, like you know, like my age, I'm fifty, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting old. I mean, if you're like, is it stay stay throughout their life lifetime? Yeah, I mean, it 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 would persist throughout the lifetime, but we we actually don't have a lot of information on seniors, so that's an area where we're we're lacking, you know, the experience of of um, seniors with Tourette syndrome and other tic disorders, so. Um, we Chloe, definitely need more information Chloe, on this. What, um, what is your job as the um, youth ambassador? You're, you're doing interviews. What other things do you do for the association? Um, well, I go around and give presentations, educate people on first syndrome, and talk about my experience. So that's most of what I do. But also I would, like, advocate on social media and things like that, so. Okay. Now, do you lead any other groups, like with other youth that have Tourette's? Do you do you do, you do that type of thing? Um, I have not. 
would you would do you think that's important that people who have Tourette's talk with other people so they don't feel like out of sorts or maybe isolated? Yeah, I do have a lot of friends who also have Tourette's syndrome that I met through the youth and master program. I just want to use it, and it's really helpful because then it's like they understand, and it's like someone like understands your struggle from day to day. Have you ever been bullied about this? Has anybody tried to you know harass you in school and things? Um, I, in terms of school, no, but like in public, I've had people yell at me when I have like swearing tics and things like that. It's only happened like once or twice, but it's kind of scary and makes you makes you not want to go out. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Now, I've I've seen people that have the swearing. Doctor Ricketts, is that a specific type of Tourette where people curse? Um, is that different than just um, just repeating a certain word? It's it's not a specific type of of Tourette syndrome. It's um it's a specific type of tick. Um, it's called coprolalia, and um, you know I, I thank you for bringing that up because it you know it is really important for to know that it really only occurs in about ten percent of cases, and so it's not as common as the media would make it seem. Uh, you know it seems like the public's perception now is that that is what Tourette is um but it but really you know the most common tics are things like eye blinking and nose scrunching coughing throat clearing um you mm-hmm. know facial movements and head jerks and shoulder you know shoulder movements um you know so those are those are really the more more common tics um but but coprolalia is a, is what we would consider a complex um vocal tic and um yeah, it's just the me- the media has definitely latched onto that as as um, you know it's been sensationalized in that way. But it's it's le- leading you know to to problems with trying to educate the public and make people aware of what Tourette syndrome is and, and isn't. So. Now, do uh, boys or girls? I read something that boys are more um, diagnosed with Tourette. Is that true? Yes, yeah, so so boys are about three to five times more likely to have Tourette syndrome than girls. Um, so so yes, there there definitely is um, there is a difference difference there. But girls do do still have um, Tourette syndrome and tics. Now, Chloe, um, how how is this affecting you emotionally? What do you what do you do to help? Um, I guess just deal with going to school and being tired. Do you do yoga or do, is there any like special thing that you do to, to help you? Well, exercise really helps. Just being focused on something really helps. That calm my ticks down. So like if I'm reading or sometimes like coloring or exercising or like hanging out with my family, my ticks tend to go down, and so that can be really helpful. Okay. So just calming situations that you're familiar with. Is that something you see, Dr. Ricketts, more when somebody's around less stressful situations that their ticks calm down a little? Yes. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, changes in uh, in mood and, and uh, you know, settings, activities do have um, an influence on, on ticks. You know, there, there are certain um, times where ticks are, are much worse for people than others. So stress and anxiety is a big one. Um, you know, if maybe they're they're sick. Um, excitement sometimes, being tired 
being tired is, mm-hmm. a, is a big one too. Um, so yeah, ticks ticks definitely they you know they wax and wane or, or you know they fluctuate in severity all on their own, but also um, you know in relation to these uh, changes in in you know in situation. Um, okay. And they they also change in in form over time as well too. Now, how so the about tick that you have when you're younger? Um, yeah. So you know we you know we know that ticks are um, just as likely to occur in any any race or ethnicity. So there's, you know, we don't believe there's any reason that they occur in any um, any race or ethnicity over another, more so. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do find is that um, white children are about two times as likely to um, have a diagnosis than African-American and Hispanic youth. Um, and so... You know, and, and this is just referring to getting that diagnosis. Um, why do you think that is? So do you, are you, why do you think that is, is that yeah. because of systematic ra- racism? Is it because people, mm-hmm. doctors themselves, are not knowledgeable about Tourette's? What, what is that? You know, it's 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 so complex. I I think that it's it's a combination, maybe of, you know, I think in general, broadly, you know, there is a lack of um, awareness of what of what Tourette syndrome is, um, so I feel like that could be part of it. Um, but um, also, it's possible, you know, because Tourette's is commonly it does commonly co-occur with other conditions, like ADHD is the the number one co-occurring condition, okay. also obsessive compulsive disorder. So maybe there are, there can might be other things going on that might, um, you know draw the parents' attention to what, you know, other symptoms, and maybe, you know, the ticks just go unnoticed. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's definitely, Chloe, um, yeah. No, sorry, I just was going to ask Chloe. So, Chloe, what are your um, plans for the summertime? Um, do you have any special things since we have this COVID going on? I know you you might feel a little, like, confined in-house. <laughs> Um, well, I don't, I'm supposed to, like, go back on another getaway soon, which will be exciting, and I want to try to do some virtual presentations, because I have some presentations planned for COVID, and they all got canceled, so I still want to educate and make people aware, but I need to do it in, like, a safer manner than, like, going in person, so I want to try to do things, like, through Skype and things like that. Okay. Now, um, what about going to school? I mean, is school in your area going to be opened in the fall? I actually have no idea. <laughs> I think maybe we might okay. get it. <laughs> it might be like an every other day situation where you go in one day and you don't go in the other day. That's the place we're staying. I don't know if they come out with a concrete plan yet, but that's what they were saying at the end of the year. Now, how long are you the ambassador? Is it like a year-long thing, or is it six months? How long will you be an ambassador? I believe you are an ambassador pretty much the rest of your life. But when you turn oh, okay, 18, you can be, you can apply to be a rising leader, and then that's like a step up from being a youth ambassador. Do you think you might do that? I definitely want to do it um, next summer. Hopefully, if you know we're allowed to do things like that, but yeah, I'm definitely interested. So, 
So, um, Dr. Derickus, what is um, what is the uh, end result you hope to do with your, your your studying and your research? Are you trying to find a cure? Are you trying to find where uh, Tourette's is coming from? What what is your goal in your research? Um, yeah. So my research um, is you know it's focused on just understanding more about um, the clinical features of Tourette syndrome, but also um, you know studying uh, new or applying um, interventions to Tourette syndrome to see um, how it might help. And I'm particularly interested in sleep and circadian interventions um, and, and, and looking at um, sleep difficulties in, in Tourette syndrome and, and um, circadian difficulties that might be present. Um, what about yeah, twins? Many... Now, people who, who are twins, do have you ever had twins? Both twins had Tourette's, or one had and one didn't. Um, I that that definitely does happen. Um, uh, there are g- some genetic studies with you know twin studies um, that have uh, examined that. Um, it 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 can happen. Um, you know they would look at um, both identical and um, and you know fraternal twins and look at the rates. Of um, see what's going on of Tourette syndrome, yeah, and you would you would find that the the rate would be higher in um, you know in the identical twins. But I I haven't personally worked with somebody who had a twin who had um, Tourette's. But siblings, you do see siblings as well. Yeah, right. Who both well, have I want to thank mm-hmm. both of you guys. I want to thank you, Chloe, for doing the work that you're going to do. You know, you youth ambassador. And also, Dr. Ricketts, for your research. I really appreciate both of you taking the time. Dr. Ricketts is all the way in California. It's really early for her. Um, But thank you guys for coming on the show today. Thank Thank you so much. And um, I also just wanted to mention that, you know, in addition to medication, there is also behavior therapy for Tourette's um, called Comprehensive Behavioral Intervention for Ticks or Habit Reversal Training. I didn't uh, touch on that when I was talking about medications, but it's out there. We're trying to disseminate it. Well, I want to tell people that they are both here because of the Tourette Association of America, and their website is Tourette.org, so you guys can check out their um, information there, more support, uh, more information about studies, um, different uh, support groups and things like that. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, We're going to be doing a second show. I'm going to have um, another author on. So I hope you stay tuned. Again, you can follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter. You can check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. And you can also go to Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. So you guys have a wonderful Saturday, and hopefully you'll stay tuned, or I'll see you next week. Okay, bye-bye. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.